0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Plant Services Tool Belt Podcast. My name is Tom Welk, and I'm the Chief Editor on Plant Services. And with me today is Alexis Kajuski, the Senior Content Strategist for Plant Services. And we're both talking with Gene Vogel, uh, Pump and Vibration Specialist with ESA, the Electrical Apparatus Service Association. Uh, before joining with ESA, Gene operated his own business, General Maintenance Equipment Engineering Incorporated which is a marketing service and training organization for industrial maintenance and related technologies. He also has an extensive background in vibration and dynamic balancing, and he chaired the St. Louis chapter of the Vibration Institute from 1993 to 2000. Gene, welcome to the Tool Belt. Thanks, Tom. You know, I sat in on your session at the ESA Annual Conference this past June in 2022, and I found it so compelling that I'm really happy that you're with us today to give us some of the highlights of the content you talked about with the IIoT Motors and Maintenance. Uh, so, th- yeah, thanks again for being here. Glad to be here. Could you start our conversation by telling us a bit about yourself and some of the projects you're working on?
1: Well, a little bit about myself. Um you know, I I've got a strong background in vibration analysis. Um and I worked in a service center for twelve years, you know, uh, started when I was in high school and worked my way through that. Um, um you know, education wise, I'm a math teacher, uh got a master's in mathematics education, but uh I don't let that stop me from having fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> So um, um projects I'm working on, at ESA, I do, you know, a lot of different things with ESA. I'm the pump and vibration specialist. So, of course, uh, you know, questions that come in to me um, from our members, I handle and I write a number of articles for our own publications and for uh, general industry pub- publications. Um, so that's kind of a you know a quick view of what I do during the day.
0: Well, and you followed up on a lot of your experience there this this past summer when you gave a presentation on the industrial motor market, um, especially how the IoT market is developing. You know, I I, I was intrigued right away. You you started with the observation that the goal is not to change the way you wind this data or repair a bearing. The goal is to produce more useful information at lower cost, and that the new part of all this is how we get the data. Um, and I appreciate that because a lot of times our readers may be facing down the IOT, maybe getting a request for management. They're not quite sure what's going to imply for what they do in the job. So, could you expand on your ideas about what the new part is and and where IOt is heading? Well, certainly and and I'm looking at this from the perspective of our
1: members who are service centers whose main business is repairing machinery in their service center. and of course, they have uh, field services as well. Among those are, um, predictive maintenance service for, for their customers. And, you know, the, this IIOT and you talk about, you know, that and you talk about internet communications and artificial intelligence and someone whose job is, is to repair machinery, uh, stopped and said, well, wait a minute. How does this affect me? Um, and I said, well, if you're working in the service center repairing machinery, it really does not directly affect the way that you do the repairs to the machine. Now, from a business point of view, it might make a difference as to whether or not you get that machine into your service center to repair it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Many of our service centers, a majority of our service centers are involved in some sort of field service with their customers. And among those are uh, machine condition monitoring going into their customer's facility, measure vibration, measure temperature, measure motor current, what's going on with the machines and produce reports that says here's some problem areas you need to look at. Well, that's a, a symbiotic relationship between that and repairing the machine in your service center. If you're the the uh, provider that's telling them that here's some problems that need to be addressed, you're going to be at the front of the line when that piece of machinery needs to be repaired. Um, so changes to the landscape in the machine condition monitoring uh, 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 business will affect your relationship with the customer and why you may or may not get that machine for repair. But when a machine comes in, it doesn't change the way you do the business. It doesn't change the way you repair that machine.
0: Well, in in those changes in machine condition monitoring, we've seen that at professional reliability and maintenance events as well, the the various kinds of technology and and services the vendors are offering up these days. And I, I like the way also in your presentation you framed those technologies and broke them down to like three areas on on getting data in greater quantity. Um, you said it was wireless machine-mounted sensors and transducers, Internet cloud access to data, and artificial intelligence to evaluate the data. Um, and, you know, that does map on to so much of what we're seeing in, in, in the industry right now. What's your sense of which of those three things, your average plant team or perhaps your average service center, are the most comfortable with right now? And is there one where people are less comfortable or least comfortable?
1: Sure, Tom. Um, certainly, uh, a primary component of that is a machine-mounted transducer, which is wireless, um, doesn't require cables, and can communicate that data uh, to places other than the immediate locality around the machine. That means you don't have to have a technician there. Uh To take the data, and that's very attractive from a lot of different perspectives, probably more than we could even you know talk about here i you mean, you know the safety and 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 uh um training and costs um so if you can get good data uh to a to a computer uh, anywhere uh without having to have sent a technician out there to stand next to the machine and endanger himself you know that's that's a big plus and and people will um flock to that and and they probably uh, they they certainly are I wouldn't say flock to it but 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 it's, it's it's an easy one for them that's not a hard decision to make um you know you want to pay somebody to, to go in there and take that data do you want to sit at your desk and look at it coming in real time well that's an easy decision um i think the thing that f- folks are uh, least comfortable with, um, is the internet communication. Uh, you know, the, the internet is a scary place. It's a dangerous place for data. Um, and all of the companies who, who would be investing in this, you know, to, to, to fairly significant scale have got an IT department and they've got folks who they're paying round the clock just to keep their data safe and they say okay we're going to put transducers on you know a 100 different machines and it's all going to talk to the internet and it's all going to be really sweet and somebody in IT says oh yeah <laughs> and um the, the you know the, the, there's concern there the artificial intelligence um uh, while very few people have a good understanding of it it doesn't uh elicit a lot of of negative feelings um most people's perception of the artificial intelligence is about the same as the way they perceive magic mm-hmm. um yeah, magic happens people do that you know it's it's not a big thing it's just the way people do it um so artificial intelligence, if you don't understand it and uh you don't even imagine how it might hurt you, it's like, well, sure, why not? Let the computer do the decision making um mm-hmm. But uh, the 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 internet part of things, um, when it encounters the IT department, uh, can in, can can really cause some snags.
0: That's interesting. Let me ask you one follow-up question on that. On that then, um, would you say as part of the job of the uh, the motor uh, professional, motor service professional, whether it's a shop or whether it's a plant technician, to be able to have those conversations? Do you find that say the a service repair partner is, is more experienced in those conversations, can handle those. What's your sense of that? Um, well, it depends on on,
1: on the company. Uh, the, certainly, there are some large corporations who've who've got that covered quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that that necessarily is um, um, you know the bulk of the market. The big guys are are always there. Uh, right. As you scale down in the size of the of the entity, and they you know they've got folks that look at that the service center the ESA Service Center, any service center um, can be an important component and an, an important player in in bridging that difficult gap of how do we get that data back and forth, mm-hmm. especially if that particular uh, service center is providing the wireless communication uh, equipment and and interpreting the data if they are the receipt recipient of the data. Um, either in conjunction with the customer or independent of the customer um they they've got a system that they know works they know how they've got other customers that they're using it with and they can say look this works great over there works great over here we'd like to help you and that's a big step forward whereas a customer walking in with no experience in um uh machine condition monitoring IIoT machine condition monitoring um, has to start from square one and learn the basics. Uh, there's not a lot of IT people that understand how bearings fail, uh, how staters fail, how anything else fails. And, you know, what is this stuff we're looking at? The service center understands that. And if they have a relationship with some sort of of a system that uh, provides the transducers and the communication and whatever AI might be involved, um, there, there definitely can be in the driver's seat. Uh, larger corporations, that may not be true. I mean, I'm I mean, talking very large corporations, but that middle middle tier of, of, of companies, they need some help.
0: Okay. And that's where a lot of our readers reside. It's in in that middle zone, too, where it's not always clear who takes the lead until someone finally does. So, <laughs> no, thank you for your answer. <laughs> Uh
1: thanks Gene. Um if it's possible I'd like to talk about smart motors for a few minutes uh to sure. level set for some of our listeners. Uh how would you really define what a smart motor is? Well, um a smart motor doesn't exist, it's a concept. Um I first encountered it I think in the 1970s uh working in a service center and one of our uh, uh motor vendors uh, purchased a vibration Analysis company happened to be one where we had one of their analyzers, so we knew about it. Um, And why would a motor manufacturer purchase a vibration analyzer company? And the idea was, as it was explained to me, that uh, um, they wanted to instrument their, if possible, their motors to detect problems in the motor um, while it was running so that they could be well there was come to re first of all he would give them good data about their machines from the field if they could do this they'd have motors out there talking to them telling them where they're developing problems and gee we can build a really good motor that way and then secondly um, if you've got a customer with a motor that's failing and you happen to be the person who makes motors and sells them I think You'd want that information. Um so if they can be first in line, if they can be there and say, hey, you've got this motor out there, it's got this problem, you're gonna need a spare. Why don't we just make sure we've got one available to you and just pick up the phone or uh send us well at that time it was a fax, um and um uh we'll get a new motor out there too. Boy, that's a you know, a really powerful thing. So that's the concept of a smart motor, a motor which can communicate its condition and its possible failure um back to the manufacturer so that they have data to um improve their product and they have the you know the 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 sales aspect of being able to provide a you know this really close relationship with their customer on motor replacement great uh back in june you'd mentioned that smart motors currently have less than 1% market penetration um how do you really see that market developing next
0: year and in the future
1: well I said that smart motors don't really exist. It's a a, um, a concept. Uh, Multiple major motor vendors um, have IOT systems. They have transducers that they put on their their motor, um, which can talk back to them and do just exactly what I uh, discussed. If you ask them, is that a smart motor? They'd probably say no, but that's what the concept is. So um to the extent that a transducer, an IoT transducer attached to a motor communicating back to the, to some entity connected with the motor manufacturer is a, to the extent that that is a smart motor, uh, yes, they're, they're, they've got, a, they've got them out there and they have systems that are working. Uh, there are millions of electric motors being produced and sold. In in all sizes and configurations. And it's a very small percentage of those which the customer optionally chooses to purchase that, you know, attached device. So, um, presently they are growing. They, it is a product. The IIoT sensor sold with the motor is, it's an optional product that's sold. Um so uh, motor manufacturers are selling them. They promote them. Their salespeople say, hey, it's great stuff. Works great. Um, you need to take a look at this and customers are buying it. I don't see a significant change in that, uh, in that process or in that, uh, slope of, of that, uh, product, you know, expanding. Um, they're going to continue to sell the way they're selling. No one is, is, Making no, none of the manufacturers that I'm familiar with is making any significant changes to the way they market those products, although marketing always advances. They always come up with new things, you know, new videos, new advertisements, but it's, you know, that the product is established. Uh, they have them. Um, and you'll see steady growth within that, within that marketplace, just as it is right now, unless something changes.
0: Okay, well, we'll get you out of here on this one, Gene. Then I'll ask a quick follow-up based on the possibility of something changing, because you, you added in, in in your June session <laughs> that a decision by a major motor manufacturer to make those systems standard instead of optional would be a game changer. Uh, you hear anything in the past six months in that direction, or are we still sort of in a wait-and-see mode on that?
1: Well, no, I have not heard anything. And, and um, honestly, I don't expect to hear anything. I don't think motor manufacturers will go in that direction Mm -hmm. Um, there's a there's a fair significant amount of risk involved in um, uh, engineering something on a on a much larger scale than they currently are Um, and um, it it adds cost to a product electric motor which is largely perceived as a commodity so um, you know there's there's some Mm -hmm. there's some real reasons not to a good could be some good reasons to do it but uh, with the risk involved, I don't think it will happen. And the other uh, thing that I think limits, you know, what motor manufacturers specifically will do is that the the, the marketplace for I I O T in machine condition monitoring is much broader, much broader than electric motors. So there are players in that marketplace which are n- major ones which are not associated with electric motors, and they have to compete. I, if I'm a motor manufacturer and I've got a product that only works on motors, and here's product B and C and D which work on all my machinery, I got to compete in that marketplace. So I don't hmm. see motor manufacturers jumping in with both feet and coming up with a true, you know, smart motor.
0: Okay. Well, Gene, thank you for your time today, uh, sharing not only your insights into the IIoT market, but also what might be happening with smart motors. Uh, thanks for being here. Glad to do it, and thank you so much,
1: Tom, and thank you, Alexis.
0: Thank you so much.